Hello, welcome to the Living Open podcast for mystics and seekers. I'm your host, Erin. I'm a Philly-based healing artist, and this is a podcast to support your healing journey. Hello, my friends. Welcome to another medicine episode of the podcast. It's Libra season somehow, confusingly, um, which is one of my favorite seasons because I am a Libra sun, as you will hear me let you know every single Libra season because I'm a Libra and we love being Libras. So today's episode, if you're new to the podcast, is a collective tarot reading for the season um, with a bunch of caveats. Mostly the annoying caveat is take what you want, take what resonates with you. This reading is for a lot of different people. It's general themes. Everything will apply to you. Um, Use your imagination and your feelings and your body to figure out what you want to take from this reading and what feels good to you and what doesn't. Um, If something does not feel true to you, it's not for you. That's all good. That's totally fine such is the nature of a collective reading. Um, You could also feel free to pull cards for the questions that I'm reading for for yourself and get a more personal spread, more personal information. That's great too. In this episode, I'm also going to talk a small amount about being a self-employed witch, um, but we're going to do the tarot reading first and then I'll talk about that. So uh, stay tuned, keep listening uh, after the reading for a bit on that. And I'm not going to talk a ton about Libra energy. I think the longer I do these, talking about the energy of Libra season and just like general what is Libra or what is Virgo or whatever the season is, just honestly feels boring and not interesting to me. So um, there's so many places that you can Google to find that information or people who are actual astrologers. I'm not an astrologer um, who have amazing things to say about these signs and these energies so if you are brand new to astrology and you're like what's libra season you could just pay attention to libra season and see how it feels or you could also do some of those things and do some reading about it okay let's get into our reading so the first card i have for us is what is libra season here to teach us and i have the queen of wands the queen of wands to me is so much an archetype that's about embodying our power and not in a like really overt like i am powerful way but just like exuding it embodying it rooting into it and particularly with the queen of wands this power is like sourced from a place of pleasure from connection to our creativity from connection to our sensuality and sexuality from connection to our fire right with the wands whatever fire means to you how that manifests and shows up um this makes me think of a sigil that i made a couple of years ago that i thought about getting tattooed on me ultimately did not um but i made this sigil out of the phrase that was something like um my pleasure is a source of power 
and that feels really true and that feels really queen of wands and libra season is here to teach us how to embody that truth how to source our power from our fire from those innermost places from our connection to pleasure to sensuality to sexuality to creativity um to whatever fire means to you to passion to excitement to our aliveness how this feeds our power and when we talk about power again like there's so much reframing around this word that needs to happen around like not power over or dominating power replicating power structures but power with power within um how we hold power together Libra season to me is also a lot about truth. We think about how Libra is associated with the justice card, which asks us to look at what is true so we can see complicity, we can see what is unfair, we can see what needs rectifying, what needs reparations, what needs action to create justice. And so the next question is on truths that need to be considered this season, and I have the Ten of Pentacles. And this truth that feels like it needs to be considered to be seen here is the truth of where things are good, where things are flourishing, where things are nourished and abundant. And this feels like looking at our lives, looking at our movements, looking at the world and asking, um, where are things good? Where is there goodness? Where where are things um, abundant? Where are things not all bad? personally collectively this reminds me a little bit of that tweet that was going around that was like you spend all your time on the internet it'll have you thinking that there aren't good and beautiful things happening all the time um and that feels really true and that feels really appropriate for this card because yes of course we know that horrific things are happening every moment around the world horrifying oppressive systems of power are functioning throughout the world they're functioning in our own lives um things are not all well in our lives we're still in a global fucking pandemic so this card isn't like spiritually bypass everything that's bad and only be positive i promise you it's not that um but maybe for some of you and this definitely resonates for me maybe we found ourselves focusing so much on only all that is bad and that can make us feel burnt out it can make us feel hopeless it can be really really hard and terrible for our mental health um and for actually taking action like when we're hopeless when i feel hopeless i just want to lay in bed all day right and it's hard to get up it's hard to move and do anything um and rest is great and all of that but um that's not a fully sustainable hopelessness is not sustainable i think um, and so it's about coming into more balance and also balancing out all of the things that we know are terrible, that need work, that need to be abolished, to be broken down, to be healed, the relationships that are hurting, um, all the things that are really hard. Balancing that with looking at like, oh, this is a garden and also it's not all weeds or whatever. It's not all dead plants. There's also this sunflower flourishing in the corner. Um, there's also this cucumber growing, there's also this ripe peach or whatever. I don't have a garden, I live in an apartment in the city, but I imagine for people who have gardens, that's how it goes. So what can you hold that is also true and beautiful here alongside what is true and maybe not so beautiful and maybe much more uncomfortable? And our support for stepping into deeper pleasure this season is the Six of Pentacles. 
Six of Pentacles is about being in reciprocal relationship. It's about being in, in exchange, the flow of giving and receiving, and not in stagnation. Um, it's often about money, but in the context of this question, stepping into deeper pleasure feels like, how can you um, let pleasure be more reciprocal for you? This makes me think about how can pleasure not just be something you create and seek out, but how can pleasure be something that you actually receive um, and don't have to create. So that feels confusing the way I'm saying it. I'm thinking about how pleasure can be accessed when we allow ourselves to just receive the pleasure of looking at the sunset or looking at a tree. These are all nature examples that I have for you. <laughs> or looking at the ocean or whatever it is um right it's not always like we have to go out and create a pleasure but that we can also just receive it and also you could think about this as like how do you open up to giving more and being more in exchange maybe this means making like pleasure offerings stepping into more pleasure ritual um maybe it means like supporting other people's pleasure and how can you do that um so, so many ways to explore being in deeper exchange and more reciprocal relationship with pleasure this season, which is just so Venusian, so Venusian, so beautiful. And if you didn't know, Venus and Libra are associated. So that's also why I'm saying that. Self-care for Libra season is five of swords. This feels so resonant for me. Um, Self-care is letting things fall apart. Self-care is letting things not be okay. Letting yourself not be okay. Um, I think a lot of the time we like feel like we have to have it all together or we're trying to have it all together and maybe not even admitting to ourselves how we really feel or how hurt we really feel or how terrible things really feel um, in our lives because that makes it so real. And this feels like it goes so um, in hand with that Ten of Pentacles card. It's like holding what's true and beautiful and holding what's true and not. And with the Five of Swords, it's like, let that be true also. Let things fall apart. Um, let yourself be in the messiness. And here we can still find pleasure. We can still find abundance. We can still find connection and power. Everything doesn't have to be perfect for us to access those things. And, you know, of course, nothing is ever perfect. So if we think that that's true, we will never access those things. Um, so it's like in your fallen apart state, in whatever is painful, like, opening to more of these cards and energies there as well of sourcing our power of connecting with pleasure of looking for what is good and what is hopeful and the sunflowers in our lives too possibilities libra season is opening up for us i have the three of wands libra season opening up more access to vision i'm picturing this like expanded third eye um Libra season helping us understand more of where we've where we've been, who we are in this moment and what we desire in this moment. Learning learning more how to let desire be a compass for us and how that expands and shifts and changes our vision for ourselves, for the world, for our lives. Desire as compass feels really present and really beautiful with this card. So those are the cards I have for you for Libra season. I hope they support. Um, feel free to send me a note on Instagram and let me know what resonates, um, what you're thinking and feeling as we're stepping into Libra season together. So 
I want to talk a little bit now about being a self-employed witch. Um, and I have two little things to share with you before I get into that part. The first is I wanted to let you know that erotic poetry writing class is back for Libra season because what could be more Libran than writing erotic poetry together? <laughs> Literally, what could be more Libran than that? Um, the link is in the description. It's really centered around healing our relationships with pleasure and eroticism and sexuality and sensuality um, through writing and self-expression and sharing so link is in the description for that and the other thing which is why i wanted to share a little bit about working for myself and business and that kind of stuff which we talk about sometimes on the podcast um is that i'm doing a collaboration with my business coach sarah chapel who's been on the podcast i've done several instagram lives on her page um so you might have seen us chatting before you might know who she is um i've been working with her for a couple of years she's really wonderful and um we're hosting together a free class on attracting your ideal customers without doing all the things for spiritual entrepreneurs what i really appreciate about sarah's approach is it's not like a business bro marketer stuff and it's also about like creating a business that works for you and your life and that allows you to like take care of yourself and create a life that actually feels good where you're not like working 94 7 or whatever um so in the class sarah's gonna talk about three big mistakes keeping spiritual entrepreneurs from attracting consistent ideal customers so you can sustain yourself and give back how to use the holistic business framework to merge strategy and intuition to grow an aligned business without feeling like you're selling out and the simple reframe that can reduce overwhelm and free up over 10 working hours per week while still having a massive impact on your customers and community so links in the description if you want to come to that the class is on friday it's going to be really fun i will be there um i'm not a business coach so i'm not going to be like coaching you or anything um but i'll be there hanging out in the chat and saying hi and sarah will be like taking it away you know so um yeah come join us if you are working for yourself or want to be working for yourself and want like support around that around how to have a business where you connect strategy and intuition, where you don't like completely burn out, where you don't feel like you're such a sellout and imposter and all those kinds of things. It's, it's not easy out here sometimes. So yeah, come join the class if that feels good. Um, and the link is in the description for that too. So I thought I would start by telling the story of kind of how my work has evolved. Um, I talk about this a lot. You might have heard me share about it before, but I started working for myself right out of college, actually during the last semester of college, a small amount, um, doing especially freelance writing and marketing for small businesses. Um, my degree from school is in finance and marketing, which I feel like is kind of hilarious, but um, it is. So that's kind of the field that I was going into, not finance. I was certain that I was not going to do finance even before I graduated, but it was too late to change it. Um, but I knew I wanted to work for myself. So I started growing a business doing that kind of work. And while I was doing that, I started training in yoga. I was already teaching yoga in school. Um, 
you know, for free as part of yoga club where you didn't have to like have your certification and it was all for fun and all of that. Um, so I knew I loved teaching yoga and I wanted to get certified and really learn about it so I could make that part of my work and really share yoga with people. So I started doing that. I started teaching yoga and meditation. I moved to Philly, all of those things. So I was kind of doing both, um, freelance marketing work and writing work, as well as teaching yoga and meditation. And I started weaving tarot into that and reading tarot as well and doing some tarot embodiment work, which was really fun and creatively invigorating for me. That felt really good. And I loved reading tarot for people and that was a big part of the work. And I... Through my practice in yoga, I got introduced to Reiki. I started training in Reiki. I started doing Reiki um, as part of my work. And so I had kept like adding on all these different things and it was feeling really overwhelming. And I also had um, a pretty busy freelance marketing uh, side of my work. And um, I was feeling really overwhelmed with all of that. And I started to pull back on the freelance marketing work and writing work. And I started to say no to projects. And I started to really intentionally try and free up more space for um, my spiritual work, healing work as part of my business. And I also started to realize that I was falling out of love with different things. Um, Teaching yoga didn't really feel right anymore, but I felt really nervous to not teach it anymore because it was such a big part of my work um, and something I'd loved for a really long time. And I think that's kind of a common thread of my work throughout the years is like I do something and I love it and then it might start to get to a place where it sort of feels like oh, this has probably run its course, but I feel scared, I don't know what's next, um, those kinds of things. And actually, Sarah <laughs> has been the person who's really helped me with a lot of shifts and pivots. Um, I was working with Sarah when I was still a yoga teacher, and she really helped me feel more comfortable releasing yoga. And, you know, there were a lot of reasons. Like, I was overwhelmed, I was falling way more in love with Reiki and breathwork um, than yoga, and yoga felt a little bit, like, stale for me in terms of teaching, and I was also really starting to understand in a bigger way um, cultural appropriation and white people co-opting yoga and all of those things and I just felt really conflicted about it and I just knew it wasn't my thing. It wasn't the thing I was most passionate about, most excited about doing and I think that's really important. Like I work for myself so I can be excited about the work I do. You know, I don't want to just like pick up stuff that I don't care about. Um, It's really important to me to feel really excited and really passionate about the work that I'm doing. Um, So I eventually stopped teaching yoga. I eventually pulled away back from reading tarot um, and started to lean into the things that were feeling really, really good. And for a time, that was Reiki and breathwork, and then it became really just breathwork. Um, and I still do a bit of Reiki now, but um, just a really small amount. That's been more of a pandemic shift, actually, with the shift away from in-person. But um, yeah, so my work has been through lots of pivots and shifts. I also started focusing on doing creative support work with people, which felt really good and exciting. Um, but I just felt this little tug and this little little pull inside of me that was like, you actually really just need to be working with people on religious trauma. Like, that's actually the thing. And I think 
I couldn't have done that five years ago or 10 years ago or whatever. You know, I needed to have all these experiences and I needed to have a whole ass healing journey of my own, which I'm still on. Um, And I needed to learn a lot of different healing modalities and be able to support people in different ways and be able to support myself in different ways to really land on doing this work specifically supporting folks around religious trauma so i guess what i'm trying to say there is like you could have told me five years ago you should only be working with people who have religious trauma and working with that specifically helping support those people in healing and i would have been like what you know it's not like um i wasn't ready then right just like how I had astrologers and spiritual practitioners tell me for years that I should be dating women before I actually um, did. So sometimes we're ready and sometimes we're not ready and we just wait until we're ready. So I finally felt ready this year to really shift into fully supporting people with religious trauma work and that feels really good. But I think being self-employed and having a business where you have offerings and you work with people and you try and help people is a process of letting things die and grow all the time it's like this is witchcraft this is going through falls and winters and opening up into big expansive springs and summers um and it's about letting the things die that are no longer feeling aligned or feeling right or lighting you up and giving fire and energy um, and making space for the things that are and how those things change all the time. And there's grief about things that you let go of and that you no longer do. There's grief around identity. I had identified so much with being a yoga teacher. I'd wanted to be a yoga teacher for a long time. And to let that go was not just like, oh, A plus B equals C. I'm just doing something different now. It was like a deeply emotional decision and it was really tied into my identity. So like so much there and when we're I mean if you're listening to this podcast you're probably someone who cares about doing inner work you might have a spiritual connection I think if you're listening to this podcast you definitely care about healing work and are actively trying to heal or curious about healing and business is so much about that I think one of the biggest things that working for myself has taught me besides helping me really get more Um, deeply acquainted with the death and rebirth process is also being seen and visibility and this podcast has been a journey of that absolutely Um, it's helped me get more comfortable sorry I'm like fiddling with these random screws that are from my little night table that I put together for myself and I was so proud of it but I didn't actually put it together because they're leftover screws that I couldn't figure out where they went so anyways working for myself and doing this podcast, of course, has helped me get so much more comfortable being seen. It's really vulnerable. Um, it's helped me get so much more comfortable with not being liked. And these things are like things that I'm learning in my work, but they also like translate into my relationship with myself, my personal life, and vice versa. What I'm learning and healing around and growing in in my personal life um, also translates into the work that I'm doing and how I'm showing up for the work. Like they inform each other, they're woven together, they're not like separate boxes. Um, They really are so interconnected, which I think is maybe, maybe unique to a kind of like healing arts focused business um or maybe like an artistic business too 
because there really like is not that separation it's like what i offer is so informed by what i'm working through i'm able to hold the space i can because of my personal journey and personal healing work um so it's all a little bit like i'm making these little wavy motions with my hands it's all interconnected I think one of the things that I also wanted to talk about in this little section is around creating spaciousness in my work and centering my work around my actual life. I've done that so much this year especially and learned so much about that because as I've been navigating all of these big life transitions and all this big grief and all this big love, which I talk about a lot two episodes ago um, in a really like personal update storytelling share about what this year has been for me. Um, it hasn't really been optional to create a more spacious work life. I have worked the smallest amount that I have ever worked since since I started working um, this year because, quite frankly, I've had to. I'm not willing to push down my feelings so that I can show up for this work like a little desensitized robot. <laughs> like, I can't hold space for you if I'm repressing my grief. I can't answer my answering my emails is not more important to me um, than laying under a magnolia tree with my love or crying in bed about my parents and all the transitions that I'm navigating, you know? So um, creating work that creating a way of working and a structure of work that allows for spaciousness has been really important to me this year and that means that I've pulled back a lot. I've worked way less and also pulled back a lot from doing um, one-on-one work and doing much more group stuff because it's it's less time, right? I'm like, the less time I'm working, the more time I have for crying. <laughs> Not really, I've never said that before, but um yeah, doing group stuff has felt really good because I also just love a group dynamic and I love group work. And also it's part of that, like creating spaciousness and working less because I, there's just so much humaning, soft, tender humaning to do this year and all the time and this year, especially for me. Um, so there's that. And also, uh, focusing a lot more on creating things and sharing them rather than like showing up for a one-on-one session. So like the religious trauma workbook that I made this year, um, or last year, I guess, um, but focusing on sharing things like that as well has been really helpful, and it's a different way of working. And I've also centered more freelance writing projects this year because that's something that I feel like I have the capacity to do um, with everything that I have going on, and I haven't been able to hold a ton of space this year for folks, um, at least not like I used to, because I'm just not in that place, and so I think I'm saying all this to say, like, my work ebbs and flows, right, it's, like, comes and goes in waves, and sometimes I have so much capacity and excitement and space for holding space and sometimes I have so little and then there are other things that I do there are other ways um that I work in my business like with workbook and groups and that kind of stuff freelance writing projects um that allow me to create work that feels good and that actually works for my life um and I think that's maybe all that I want to say about being a self-employed witch in this episode. Um, If you want to hear more about working for yourself and stuff, I did an episode with Sarah 
couple of years ago i'm picturing the house that i lived in when i recorded that episode with sarah and i've lived in like four places since then so i don't know i also move a lot so that might not mean anything but it's been a few years i'll link to that in the description if you want to check it out and definitely come to the class if you are a spiritual entrepreneur type person or want to be um sarah will hook you up with some good advice and support and i'll be there as well saying hello and hanging out because I am really passionate about working for myself and it's really been so good for my life to be able to do that and I know it's been so good for a lot of other people too and I think it's important to like make that more accessible and talk about that too like you don't have to work for yourself of course like there are so many people who are totally happy in their jobs and that's really great um but if you're not and that's something that you're desiring I think it's a good fit for some people um and some people like myself really love it so yeah come on down and I'll be back next week on Monday with a new episode for you. So stay tuned for that and stay in touch till then. Thank you so much for listening. If you loved this episode, please do tap five stars and leave us a nice review on whatever podcast platform you're listening on. I appreciate it so, so much. And it's a really lovely way to be in exchange with the show, with an indie podcast. You can check out all the links mentioned in this episode in the description, and I'll be back on Monday with another episode. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss it and stay in touch on on Instagram at E-R-Y-N-J underscore or Patreon until then.